What's up, guys? What's going on? Welcome to the Sober Black Girls Club podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole, in the building with our co-host, Katie. Katie, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? We are back here. We are back here starting with our first official episode because we do have the trailer for you guys, kind of giving you a little intro into what the podcast is going to be about and what you can expect today. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Katie, what are we going to be talking to them about today? All right, so today's episode is titled Let's Be Honest. And the inspiration, the motivation behind the episode is I feel like I want to touch on some of the stories that like made us really decide to to get sober, to focus on sobriety, to focus on whatever type of healing journey that we both were on. And um, I thought about this this topic because a lot of times when I, when I speak, I often speak about like childhood trauma and like white supremacy and like racism. And these are common things that a lot of black folk, people of color face. However, sometimes you just, we're always on the move that we just don't have that moment to sit down and think about things that are happening that are affect the way the, our values and things we believe in. And usually for a lot of people, I know myself, there were usually events that had happened <laughs> before I decided to get sober that made me sit and think about like who I was and my values and past experiences and um, why I wanted to focus on like my healing and childhood trauma and et cetera, et cetera, you know, society and racism, white supremacy, et cetera. And I want to share the stories today. Like what was the story? What was the event that made us like sit down and be like, can we curse on YouTube? I don't know. Can we curse? I don't we I curse on I used to curse all the time on our last podcast. But I don't know if we can curse or like, do whatever you want to do. So it's it's our right, podcast, whatever you feel most comfortable doing go for it if y'all know y'all know i curse like a sailor uh one i'm from new york and two i'm an attorney so i'm stay cursing but i'm gonna try to minimize it but if a curse word does pop out oh well forgive me and move on all right so i i think that so i'm speaking like we can talk about like, the event that made us like sit down and be like bitch you need to stop fucking drinking like you need to sit your ass down that went real that went real, that went real smooth right guys that was that was fast like i'm gonna do my best to make sure that no curse word pops out. And if it slips out, then oh well. And you know what? Because what was that drinking story that made you sit down and be like, eh. Well, that, that was kind of planned. That's what made me, me saying that was what made me give the disclaimer. But that's the last pop out okay. curse word site of the episode. Well, I'll try. But um, but yeah, I was thinking that we could like, touch on some stories. So do you have a, do you have that story that like made you just be like, yeah, I got to stop drinking. Yeah, for sure. So I have a story, but the crazy part is I didn't stop drinking after that story, even though I was like, God, I would never do this again. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, if you just, if I could just get through this, I don't, I'm not, no, listen, I was 19, yet 19 at the time, feeling myself, hanging out with some friends at my home. So this is important for context. We're hanging out at my home, not my own home. I was 19. I didn't live on my own at my grandmother's house, drinking, and I actually had Bacardi Limon straight out the bottle, no chaser, and I was the kind of champ I was, uh, allegedly, allegedly a champ. And so I'm drinking, drinking, and my friends leave, and they're like, hey, we're going to take your keys so that you don't drive. Thank you, responsible friends. That was a great thing for you to do. I get angry. I was an angry drinker. Like I would just get angry and start just being like out of control. 
So I get mad at that. And I go to my grandma's room and I say, oh, grandma, I need to borrow your car. Mind you, she's asleep. I take her keys. And I remember saying, snatchies. And I like took her keys. <laughs> so now I'm taking her car to drive and go and try to find these friends who have my keys. So I'm driving. I get to the town where they are the next town over. I remember, because again, now we're going to get to how, how intoxicated I was, but I remember driving. I get kind of near my friend's street, cop car right behind me. And I just remember like pulling over. And this is really all I can remember. The only reason why I know everything that happened is because of the police report. Once I got that, I was able to read like what happened. So it was like, Miss Jones never once walked foot and toe, had to grasp the officer for support. Like, can you imagine doing like a sobriety test on a road and like, you're like, oh, sorry, can you help me? <laughs> can you help me stand up? Uh, so I, I that happened. Apparently the reason why he pulled me over was because when I was driving, I wasn't swerving or anything, but there was a parked car and my mirror hit their mirror, but I just kept going. So like, I don't remember that happening, but I just kept going. So that was alarming to him. Like, okay, why would that can happen on a small street, but why would you just keep going? So that's why I got pulled over. He asked me what I was drinking. I said two to three beers at a friend's house. Mind you, I just told you <laughs> that I was drinking Bacardi. So I get arrested. And I remember it being in the backseat of police car. And like, I don't know if anyone's ever been in the backseat of police car. If you haven't, I hope you never do this. But the seats are like, they were like plastic or something. So when we turned around the back of the police station, it's like a bend. And I remember sliding and like hitting the side of the door. And then I woke up like, oh no, oh no, I'm an upstanding individual. No, I'm a basketball player. Like I started pleading my case about why I don't need to be in the back of this police car, even though I was drunk and got myself here. Yeah. Fast forward the story in the police station, I get arrested, I get a DUI. My blood alcohol level was 0.19. I was underage. So they let me actually, believe it or not, they let me call someone. I called my friend's mom, who was kind of like a little free living. So she wasn't going to be mad. <laughs> but she also didn't drive. So the cop took me to her house. And I wake up in the morning and I see all of these tickets on the side of me. And I, I didn't remember anything that happened. I woke up like, yo, these tickets. <laughs> my name is like reckless driving this this all this stuff so everything started kind of coming back to me my grandma's freaking out she doesn't know where her car is they don't know where I am I told my friend not to tell them where I was I was so scared to tell my family anyway all of that happened my license got suspended for a year I got a DUI and thankfully I didn't hurt anybody I know we're kind of like you know joking putting a little humor to it because when I read the police report it was pretty wild it's a serious thing, and, I'm, and I don't think junk driving is funny, but your girl was out of control. And that happened when I was 19. I didn't get sober until I was 23. So I felt, though, that I was going to stop. I tried to, like, start going to, like, meetings, like, getting, like, coins and doing all this stuff like that. But it didn't last long, and I kept drinking. So it's on you. It's on you now. 
But what I, I always say, I really admire that you, like, you got sober so young. Um, I mean, I think any time is a great time to get sober, but I feel like a lot of times people can just attribute, like, reckless drinking to, like, being young. Like, well, you know, you're supposed to do that. But it's like, really, no, you're not supposed to do that. Yes, I did do that. I felt like everybody's drinking. We're, we're turning up. Like, I played basketball in college, so it's like, we're drinking if we win, we drink if we lose. Like, we're drinking. So that was that was definitely a hard thing to distinguish like do I have a problem yeah. or they just can't hang <laughs> like what is it <laughs> yeah I really admire that and when you said the prayer OMG I feel like everyone can relate to begging God for this one last time <laughs> <Just> one <laughs> I will never do this again if you Ever. get me to this one last event girl I know God is sick of me sick of me sick of me sick of me well, I'm going to share my story, but before I share my story, before I begin, I want to say that I have countless of stories. And and I, I thought that this episode was really important because I know a lot of people see this like really mature and I'm I, okay. I get, I get it. This mature, this enlightened, um, this like girl, when they, when they hear me talk and they hear me on these like podcasts or social media, I have stories for days where y'all would be like, what the hell? We're gonna, just get to them. We're gonna get to them. We got a long road, so don't so don't think <laughs> you're gonna escape that. Yeah, I just want to let you know I've been terminated from, from jobs. I've been, you know, I've been definitely engaged in some risky, embarrassing behavior. I've done it really at all. And I think it's important for folks to see like this side of us. Like, I know you run your another podcast, you have your own platform, and people can just get stuck in this like one view of just like, oh my gosh, I just want to be like Jake and Nicole. So like just so so enlightened and, and healed. And and yeah, we, we're here, but it took it took some time. A lot it, of time. It took events. It took a lot of crying and begging God to give us one more chance. But the story I want to share is I think this happened in like 2019, I believe. 2019. Yes. So at this time, I kind of conceded that I had a drinking problem, but I still really didn't understand what I was going through. Because again, I've always just thought it was impossible. Like I never could see. Like if you gave me a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a future telling ball. What do you call those balls? Is it future telling ball? It is, right? What are those balls that you tell the future in, right? And you're like, oh, you're going to have an addiction. I would look at you and be like, you're a joke. Goodbye. So at this point, I kind of conceded that I did but I didn't know a lot about like addiction and how to handle what I was going through no one I was around knew what to do so um I was very depressed at this time I was still drinking um maybe like two three days of like sobriety and then drinking again relapsing so again just not knowing what to do and I remember being very depressed and I felt like alcohol wasn't doing it anymore where I needed something else to like basically depend on because I was very codependent on people things and places and at this time I had kind of like really ruined a lot of my relationships with like um a lot of like my some romantic partners maybe less romantic but like what do you call them flings basically people who I can find I could confide in and like um have like I don't know romantic and um clingy moments with I kind of like ruined all those relationships so I I took my ass to where tinder which was a mistake a big mistake I took my ass to tinder and I remember like 
we go to the for like two weeks and like, hey, this is hell. This is like hell, 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 a waste of time. And then finally I connected, like I matched with this person. It was very good vibes. I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go and hang out with this person in Harlem. So I went to Harlem. We had our date and it was like going really, really well. I was shaking on the date. You know, we went, we got some tacos and then the person was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, yeah, sure. I do. Like, why not? Right. Um, it was good vibes all around. So I went over. When I tell you how I ended up staying at this person's apartment for a month, literally cohabitated with someone that I just met off of a Tinder, which is really one, it's funny, but it's really dangerous because what the hell? I didn't know what this person's sexual medical history was. I didn't know really anything about this person until we met that day. I so um, I ended up staying there, literally playing house. Like when I say you like lesbians are so typical and just what's that? What's that? Um, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that um, there's something what's that what is that what is it a myth or stereotype which i never used to believe in it because i i'm really like selective and picky so i used to be like no that just happened to me but it actually did happen and i remember like on the 30th and 31st day and at this time i was working at at a a, um, law firm in in Brooklyn, new york and i remember like on the 31st day um i went to work and i actually went to work drunk like i was literally like the whole time being there for like 30 days I was like in and out of like just drinking, doing certain drugs. Um, I was just, I was really escaping. Like I didn't want to face the reality of like my life. And basically what my life consisted of was going to work, which I was definitely calling out nonstop, like a lot. Um, and when I went back to their apartment in, in Harlem, eating, drinking, and you know, drugging and having sex. And that was it. Like, that was it for like 30, 31 days. And I remember on the 30 first day like I did lose my job like that was more of the another job that I was due to my drinking and I was like I cannot live like this anymore like I I don't know what's going on but um I cannot live like this anymore and something has to change and I remember like the next day I literally just checked in took my ass to rehab because I just and, and I didn't know what to expect but I knew I couldn't go home I knew, I just knew I just, something needed to change. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's my let's be honest story of like, that definitely did happen. And that's something that definitely made me reconsider a lot, like, you know, my life and like the things that I thought were important and how did I get here and, and what's going on. So yeah, girl. Woo. <laughs> so you like tacos, you like Tinder. <laughs> Oh. I don't like Tinder, actually. Oh, I don't, oh, not don't like Tinder. Okay, 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 okay. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That is definitely considered vulnerable and definitely showing people a different side of you. But people can relate. I know there's somebody out there listening to this like, girl, I'm leaving my Tinder dates house right now. I ain't been here for a month, but I've been here a couple of days too long. So I already know people can definitely relate to that. Was the person that you were cohabitating with like heavy into drinking and, and drugs and all that too? No. And honestly, that's not such a good question. Uh, no, they weren't. And I felt like a lot of people, a lot of my partners in the past, they would always condone like my drinking and, and like drugging. Like they never had a problem with it. I never dated someone who abused substances. Usually a lot of people who I dated were very reserved and actually didn't like partake. Like I remember those 30 days, it was just like, oh yeah, can we call 
the drug deal like can we can we go to a liquor store it was always like let's do like i need to do this and it's so crazy um when i think about it like when I went to rehab, I didn't tell anyone. You can't have your phone. So no one knew I was in rehab. Not even my parents knew I was in rehab. No one knew I was in rehab. Um, I didn't tell anyone. And this person was like blowing up my phone. And that's what shows you like just, I know this is supposed to be lighthearted, but how selfish like we can be when we're like in our, if, I don't know, like not everyone who abuses substances is an addiction, but I definitely at that moment was experiencing a, a full-blown addiction. And... <clears throat> uh it just shows you how selfish we can be because literally when I think about how like maybe that's why my dating life is so horrible now karma um so basically imagine like spending like 30 days with someone right even though it was like we it was it was a lot like we just met and then the person goes to work something that they've been doing for the past 30 days and you don't you don't speak to them ever again like, you know, that's really, it's actually really messed up. To them since then, since you just jetted to rehab? So no. So when I came back, I got my phone and I had called them and I didn't tell them what I had went. I just told them that something had happened and I didn't want to speak about it. Um, and then at that time, you know, I think I was like 31 days sober. I had like some sober, some sober time, you know, clearly I relapsed after that, like shortly after that. But at that time I was like in rehab for like maybe 21, 28 days. And um, I was feeling very, you know, a lot of people when you get sober, I didn't want anyone touching me. I didn't want to be around anyone. Again, a lot of my sexual experiences has been with me being drunk or being high. This, this me and my experience with this person was no different hello, like, literally, we were, like, smoking and um, drinking the first time we met, like, the first day that we met, so I couldn't see myself going back there and actually pursuing a relationship, it was, like, I'm trying to figure out my life, like, this is, I'm a mess, like, I don't know, like, you know, at that time, I wasn't, like, I wasn't under any influence, a lot of my emotions, a lot of my feelings and thoughts were so raw and, like, so in my face, I couldn't be trekking a Harlem to meet someone who I met on 10, like, no, like, you know, so it had to end and, um, you know, end up getting cursed out and blocked on all social media platforms. And it, it was very valid, but again, it just goes to show like how, how kind of like, yeah, it's, I have, yeah. And so now talking about it in real life, like how, like, yeah, that was messed up on my part, even though I was going through something that was a little bit beyond my control at that time, it was pretty messed up. Um, but yeah, that was a situation that made me be like, yeah, girl, you got to get your life together and just stop drinking. Yeah, I, I, I never really considered drinking like that, being selfish until I was starting in like AA and someone was telling me about it, which I didn't, I never finished the 12 steps, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but I remember uh, one of the sponsors or someone that was speaker or whatever was saying like, oh, we're so selfish. And I'm like, how is this selfish? What do you mean? I'm just like, you know, I just live. I'm like, that's selfish in itself, right? I guess to think like, why would you dare say I'm being selfish? I'm just, you know, trying to live it up. But that's completely like a true thing. And like you said, we want to keep it lighthearted. But at the same time, we also want to show the realities. And if we can kind of share an exchange here or there, like it is what it is. But we're going to have revelations. I, I learned with podcasting, you're talking and we're talking, we're learning stuff on the fly about each other or just life in itself. So that's no big deal. Thank you for sharing that. I, this, I was going to go in a different direction, but I think one thing that I, I do want to say too, as far as the let's be honest, is I remember someone saying to me, I can't wait for you to go to sleep just so that you can wake up and like be yourself. 
and that's just like stuck with me for so long it was someone that I was dating and I'm like what do you mean and like it's like Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde like one minute you're like fun and cool and then the next minute it's like who is this person and I just didn't see it that way because I was like a blackout drinker so like a lot of the parts would just be real whatever I guess absent (laughs) and then when I would remember it's like man like that's that's a a terrible situation so those are our let's be honest do you want to go back to back or do you want me to add something into it or where you want to kind of go from here yeah I actually remember you saying that so Jay Nicole how we met I don't know remember how exactly we met but I remember I asked you to speak at one of our meetings <laughs> it wasn't tinder it wasn't tinder and tacos <laughs> no, it wasn't tinder. I haven't been on tinder since like 2018 19 I do not use tinder anymore um I I don't, well, let me not lie and say I don't use dating apps anymore, but if I do use a dating app, it definitely ain't Tinder. But no, we met on like, we met through like the sober, the sober platform-ish. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was like, I think think you reached out to me about maybe speaking, but how you would have known that I was, I think, no, you reached out to me about speaking about grief, but I don't even know if you knew that I was at the time, really. Yeah, so you shared you shared a little bit of that story. You said something, and uh, yeah, you said you said something about someone saying they couldn't wait for you to you know, wake up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually pretty deep. That is so deep. Like a person can be such a great person, like great personality, you know, fun to be around, and then just that one moment of, and then you with, with drinking, you never know what's this gonna be like. Because let's be real, there's some moments where we were drinking and we were like the life of the party. Everything was good. Everything was fun. Like you can, we can. I can recall like the moments of joy and happiness and community, uh, but that wasn't always the case. And that's the thing with alcohol. You don't, alcohol and yeah, and, and people who abuse it, like you don't know what side you're going to get. Um, <laughs> um, so I can definitely relate, relate to that. And I do have one more story, but I think we can go back to you because I already, uh, yeah, I already shared my first story. So we can go, we can hear another one of your stories and then, and then come back to me. Man, I have I have so many stories. It's just it's crazy. I think one that's kind of like it's not really funny, but it is kind of funny. So we'll 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 lighten it up a little bit. So I had been out with my friends at a party, and my one friend, his mom was like not home a lot, and so we we were having a party at his house. This was in high school, actually. We're having a party at his house, and we're drinking. I must have been a junior or a senior because I had my license and I had a car. And so I'm drunk at this time. I mean, I had a, a guy in my class and I, w- I, I I don't even know why this happened, but he literally, I remember him taking a body shot off of me. And I was like, what's a body shot? They're like, oh, he's going to just like pour the shot and then like has to drink it. And I'm like, okay, like just crazy. It was that kind of night. I triple kissed with some people that night, like literally triple kissing, like three people kissing at the same time. Again, this is a completely different version of myself that I don't think anyone in the social world has ever heard. So it's probably like, oh my God. But yeah, <laughs> it turned up, turned up. And I remember saying to my friends, like, oh, I have to, like, I was getting in my car again. They were like, no, like, we don't want you to drive. Different group of friends, but same angle. And they're like, no, we don't want you to drive. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just moving my car a little bit, like, trying to move it up. Man, I just drove off. I, I literally drove all the way home. So my friends started like panicking. So then they got my one friend, he got in his car. 
the one friend was in the he jumped in the car with me as I was like starting to pull off because he thought I was just fixing my car but I drove started to drive and he got in so he's in my car but I'm going to my house so I don't know where he's gonna go so my other friend follows us and they're call I pull into the driveway and they're like calling my house phone and so like my mom was like thinking it's kind of weird that I just came in you can hear the door but like now I'm not answering the phone like that's kind of strange so then she comes down and like finds me completely completely intoxicated so drunk she and it's like something maybe like four in the morning at this point and so she's like oh like you better be ready like you're going to church blah 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 man I remember sitting in church you remember those jackets the people still wear them now it's like a leather jacket but like the fur I had the, a brown leather jacket with the white fur I'm sitting in church with that jacket on would not take it off so drunk and irritated in church just sitting there like this the whole time like wow I'm really drunk in church I'm not taking this jacket off I'm so mad at my mom she's like you can't drive blah blah, blah. anyway the PS of that story was I was drinking young I was so embarrassed to have to go to church like that I was in church drunk smelled like alcohol and looked like I just left a party wait so your mom found you the first day she took you to church? <laughs> I'm no, 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 no. She didn't take me to church, like, right at that moment. It was, like, four in the morning. Church is in the morning. So I oh, okay, okay, okay. I have to go. But but being out that late, you're still drunk in, like, three hours from now. Oh, okay, got I'm it, got still it. just from last night in me. But she was trying to, like, punish me and bring me there so that I couldn't, like, get away with this or whatever. But I'm like, okay. So, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing to say that I've been drunk at church <laughs> yeah no I, I can see that I can definitely imagine that I feel like like I mean if you're, if you're watching this please do not drink and drive I'm not gonna lecture Jay Nicole because clearly she's been sober for like a decade and a half and like 28 years um uh, how long have you been sober 13 years I believe 13 years 13 years so I don't need a lecture Jay Nicole but no, one thing I do obviously I didn't learn no, I don't. But one thing I do hate is people who drink and drive. And I know, like, I don't people be like, Katie, shut up. But I seriously do hate it. I just feel like, um, I just feel like, and I know we're supposed to be light, but I have to say this. I just feel like. Oh, say it, say it. Let our drinking be our problem, right? I just want to. I don't want to ever be responsible for hurting, physically hurting another person because of my decision and um eventually you know it came it, you know the the sensation of just the physical manifestation of addiction I get it sometimes people do feel like it's not a decision and I totally support all views but I wouldn't I just don't want to be responsible for like my actions of drinking I don't want my drinking to affect anyone else like it's very bad enough that my drinking was like ruining my life it's very bad enough that drinking does ruin you know the drinker's life it's like Let's keep the, the misery here. Like, let's not push it on another person that has no, nothing to do with anything. So if you're watching this, please do not drink and drive. Call it Uber, Lyft. You know, Jay Nicole looks very young. Oh, where, <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Where's the shade no. going now? Where's the shade going now? They didn't have Uber and Lyft. <laughs> no, no Jay, Jay Nicole looks very young, but I don't think Uber was a thing when you were like, it wasn't, right? Yeah, no. so... 
So that's, I'm not going to try to put too much shade, but, um, okay. So, all right. We can give that a pass, but for y'all watching this, and if you are currently experiencing some type of like addiction, drinking problem, you know, or not, it doesn't matter. Just don't drink and drive. It, this is not to, like, only to people who are maybe experiencing a drinking problem or addiction. Don't drink and drive. Like, don't drink and drive. Don't get high and drive. Don't do any of it. And that's why I'm glad you're saying that because I'm sharing these stories. Like this is hindsight now. I wouldn't do it. You're not getting in my car if you had weed on you. You're not doing nothing. I'm so straight edge and it's like not even fun. It's not funny. It's not fun or funny. It's like I'm so like serious. But you, to your point, that's why I'm saying when I when she said about being selfish, I'm like being selfish. But that's <laughs> the definition of being selfish, not only for strangers and random people and people who have lost their lives or family members based on DUIs, but also for my own family as well like i'm constantly doing this and not thinking like wow if i crash this car out and something really bad happens that's my mom that's got to bury me that's my people that have to do this because i made an irresponsible decision very irresponsible. i co-sign what you're saying it is a serious thing and you guys are just getting to know us both in this way so you'll catch the vibe and know kind of how we are there's some playfulness some joyfulness in it but at the end of the day like we know sobriety is a serious thing we know that drinking and addiction is a serious thing so like Katie said, hell no to the drinking and driving or drugging and driving. Don't do it. Yeah, please just don't do it. Don't do it. And another thing I'm thinking about is like how you, you said like you were triple kissing. You were triple kissing. Yo, when I think about how much life has changed pre and and we're still in COVID, but pandemic, we used to kiss people we didn't know. We used to drink out of people's cups, just do all these nasty things. And when you said that, I was like, I could never imagine right? someone today. No, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that <laughs> pre-pandemic, current pandemic, but it was a real thing that happened <laughs> and, and people saw it and they knew, so I could never really hide from that. But it's like, that is just disgusting anyway. Like, why would someone do that? But I wasn't sober. So a, a sober person maybe wouldn't have done it, depending on how freaky they are. Maybe they would, but <laughs> I'm not. It's like, that's nasty. Like, all that germs, disgusting. Grossness, ill, yeah. Katie has been throwing shade at me. She's physically throwing it right now. Tom- I'm throwing, I'm throwing tomatoes. Boo, boo, boo. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm not judging you. I'm just thinking about, I think, I mean, I would never do that. But I just think in the past, like, we were just so gross. We just did things that were so just, myself included. Like, ew. Like, I wouldn't even make out with anyone now without, like, knowing. I'm sorry, without without knowing just certain things. It's just like, you don't know what, like, it's just, yeah. it's just germs. No, That's the same thing, too. Like, when people get sober, and or they said like say if you get sober and then you relapse or this is a whole nother conversation maybe we shouldn't go here but it's kind of like when you have certain knowledge it's harder to enjoy what you used to enjoy so even if you do relapse and from my experience it's still not the same mm-hmm. on a drink like you enjoy the drink as much because it's like dang like life was better three days ago, but you know, here I am knowing that I shouldn't do this versus before even feeling what that's like. But we'll save that conversation for another day. Before we get out of here, let's go back to your last story to wrap up this first episode of Silver Black Girls. Girl, Girl, that's a really good point. But yeah, you're right. We should save that for another. Because that's that's something I always tell people. Like each, I mean, relapse is a different experience. And like, you're not going to tell me that you had 
this amount of time sober and your 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 drink back or your return drink makes you feel as if like you were 16 again. Like F out of here. I do not believe that. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Like you know what you're doing as well. It feels bad and 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 that's why I always say like every relapse is, is a uh it's a space and experience to learn and build off of. Like you're not the same person you were when you first started this journey. Um, just be happy for growth and opportunity and another time chance to like change. But anyways, yeah, we can leave that for another episode, another time. Honestly, Jay, I feel like your stories are way better. I should say way better than mine because they involve um, drinking. Meeting someone for tacos and then never going back home for 30 <laughs> days and then and then going to work and ghosting them for 30 days with no phone is better than what is not better than what I talked about. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> let me introduce your storytelling skills. I just feel like your, your stories just sound a lot better. But um, and I'm not saying drunk driving is, is a good thing, but the storytelling, the, the effects, you know, the plot, the characters are on point. All right, I appreciate that. But no, all right, so this story, way I feel like your stories are way more animated, way better. So really, what we're saying is the audience, you guys are getting the best of the best. Like we're giving you the best that we can, and we're just starting. So yeah, stay tuned. All right, so this is this event is actually what literally after this night I created like the blogs for Blackers Club. So before some Blackers Club is what it was now, it was just a blog where I literally thought that like me getting sober was just me going to be like, you know, like Moesha, like in, in the Moesha where she would end this thing on her bed. Like today, I'm dear diary, today, today was Hakeem was doing it, <laughs> and Kim was like, uh uh-uh, uh, and I'm so mad. <laughs> When I tell you, Jay, how I knew nothing about nothing when it came to, like, addiction or sobriety, I literally thought it was just going to be a work. Like, I, I decided not to drink anymore. I wasn't going to drink. But anyways, the night before, that's what we're going into. So the night before was how I don't know if it was Halloween, but it was around Halloween time, and I was going to a Halloween party. And actually, I think I'm going to send you, like, my costumes. I remember it. Like, it was yesterday. I was a Black Panther, and it was I was so cute. Like, it was just on point. Ralph was on point. I had the throw. Actually, I'm going to really find that picture, and then we're going to try to... How good are your editing skills? The are going, <laughs> going to show the costume. You're going to see the costume right here. <laughs> Remember that? Really you're find it. It. <laughs> you're yeah, right. somewhere on the screen. You'll see it right here. Hopefully, I can find it. But yeah, actually, you can find it. And um, sorry. So yeah, so we were going to a Halloween party, and I remember I was driving with my former two former friends, and I say former because we're not we're no longer friends. Um, and, and that maybe that could be another, another topic for another day. Um, but we were going to a Halloween party and, you know, and again, I was one of those type of people who were like, you know, you never knew what you were going to get with me. I might drink one night and again, be the life of the party, cracking jokes, you know, everything's going well. However, um, you know, being from New York. I was also one of those types where, like, if you looked at me in one way, if if you bumped me, they might have been something, you know, (laughs) you know, girls like to tussle a little bit. So same things might have happened, might have transpired, but we're not going to go there. Anyway, so we're in Manhattan, we're in New York City, and we're partying. And I remember I was talking to... Yes, okay, I was actually dating at that time. Uh, Actually, no, I'm about to say... Mm, I was okay. I was dating a cop at that time, and we were like, yeah, so I was with my Sorry, friends. Was that a cop? 
Yeah. <laughs> so we were um in the party, right? Me and my two my, me and my two friends, one girl, one boy, and and me and the dude I was dating, he wanted to meet up after the party. He wanted me to meet up with him after the shift. And I was coming from the party and we were just gonna go to a bar and like drink. And I remember like Again, I was like really, really drunk, and I just was just—I don't know what about about it. But I remember I was in the bathroom. I got into it with this girl in the bathroom. I don't know if she was looking at me in the wrong way or she bumped me. Me and her started arguing, and then I was telling my friends who I drove there with that like I'm about to go and meet dude at the bar, and um, they were like, okay, well you know we're leaving soon, and I'm like, okay, well I don't care. I'm about to go meet dude at the bar. Just wait a couple of minutes. Like it's not a big deal. Then we ended up getting into a huge argument. Um, long story short, I ended up going to the bar, hanging out for a little bit, and then found out like, my friends, former friends, had actually left me. And I lived in like in a totally different borough than like Manhattan. I like I wasn't, I, didn't, I don't live in Manhattan. I'm not from Manhattan. Um, so I had to basically get on like the ferry and like get on at that time I don't think was I driving at that time oh I was driving at the time but I didn't have my car like well, we just we bought one car um and I ended up having oh my gosh so I ended up sorry I should have said this in the beginning I know this is everywhere because I, I I'm like a lot of things are coming to me at once but I had drove my car to my friend's house and we took her car to the um party so I did have my car but however it was in front of my friend's house back on in the borough that we're from so um I had to like get on the ferry and then get on the bus to her house and it was like raining and I remember just like I remember this is when I decided like I just could not I really had to be serious with like my sobriety and, and like, and clearly like I ended up relapsing after that because clearly my sobriety date is February, 2020. So like, clearly this has happened. I said, clearly like you guys know this happened in 2018 and I guess I didn't officially become sober um, until 2020. So I remember like walking, it was like raining. And I remember like just walking from the bus stop to like the girl's house was a really far distance and I was just crying and and just thinking about like how alcohol has played a role in a lot and many many things like here I got into two fights today you know I'm walking home at like three o'clock I mean walking to my friend's house at like three o'clock in the morning um I was like when I went to go meet up with with my with the person I was with at that time, uh, my partner at that time, I was like clearly in a bad mood. He didn't understand why I was in a bad mood. Like he was annoyed. Um, so it was just an overall bad night. And um, <clears throat> and I just remember just thinking like something like this is just not, this is just not life. This cannot be life. So I took my car and and you really have great friends. So this is another reason why I was so annoyed that my friends didn't care that I've been drinking and just had no problem with me. Like, like how was I gonna get home? And 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 even though, even though, like you know, my drinking and my actions are mine, I do feel like when you're friends with people, like you should show <clears throat> some basic level <laughs> of like compassion and understanding. And um, eventually, that like that. Even though, like, we were friends when I did get sober, that contributed to my, my like, not th that per se. Now I'm going to other shit, but, oh, well, y'all going to hear this. But, like, just that attitude of this and that, like, I don't know, mindset of, like, friendship that was lacking. Like, that that friendship 
component, like where your friends took, you know, like your keys and they were telling you not to like, like, I never really had that. And that's, that's eventually just that relationship. That's eventually what ended our relationship. But at that moment, I just felt really bad about myself. I just felt like I had no one who like cared about me, no one who like, you know, I just, I don't know. It was just like, my life sucked. Um, and it was that day that I really decided that, you know, sobriety was going to be a thing, something that I really focused on, something that I really do. And I feel like I want to clarify something, but I feel like my mind is all over the place. <laughs> so I'm like, should I just shut up or should I keep on going? No, I think, you, I think you get the point. I think you get the point. Yeah, I think you get the point. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's, I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people just hearing that people have had that walk where you're just like, what the heck is going on? Like, where's my life? Like, I need to fix this and change it. And we're all thankful that you did because we wouldn't have Sober Black Girls Club. And so that's a great thing that you were able to do that. Yeah, I, I guess this is what I wanted to end it, but I wanted to end it with like, when, we're, when I was drinking, there were a lot of, there were a lot of moments and events where, I, where things had happened and I kept on like blaming myself for them. And especially because I feel like when you're when you're constantly drinking, when you're abusing alcohol, it, everything kind of seems like it's your fault, right? So like no one is perfect, and I think that like in in sobriety world and like the mental health world, we kind of like all the time we kind of like put a lot of fault and blame on people who are so upfront with like whatever they're dealing with. So it's like anyone can really be experiencing a drinking problem, abusing anything. However. If the person is not upfront with this, saying like, "Oh, I, yeah, I have been abusing," or "Yeah, I am, I am experiencing addiction," then it's like whatever. No one really cares. We don't really care until like there's a label, until like the person declares something, or they declared, or they declared something, or diagnosed by with something by like professional. And I, I say this to say that I feel like when I was in addiction, I felt like everything was like my fault, and everything was like just happening because of me when in reality I did play a role in a lot of things but I was also trying to escape a lot of my situation I was trying to escape you know I was around people that deep down inside I didn't want to be around I was like working in a profession that deep down inside I didn't want to I didn't want to be there I didn't want to work I didn't want my life to be uh, you know no offense to lawyers but to be boring sitting at a desk nine to five like I didn't like that just wasn't me and I felt like when I was drinking it it allowed me just to ignore a lot of the stuff that I just wasn't aligned with. Like, you know, I just, I would escape, like you're just constantly escaping. And it wasn't until I got sober that I was just like, yeah, you know what? This was my fault, but I can understand. But like, now that I am sober, I can understand why I still don't want to be your friend. Like it, it all makes sense now. You know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like sobriety really gave me an opportunity and a chance to really make sense. A lot of my a, a sense of a lot of my actions and choices um, that I made when I was drinking. So again, you don't really know why you're making them. Like, you know, you feel something or you feel some type of way or you have this thought, but it's like, well, you're always drunk or you're always drinking or so really, we're not going to really put too much you know, thought or, or put, place too much like value into like what you're saying. And, and I did to myself too, like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Just forget it. But um, once I got sober, I was just like, okay, I get it now. I understand. Um, maybe I should, you know, I, I get, I get why I felt, why I felt, um, how I felt. <laughs> All right. I'm going to shut up now. Cause I feel like I said what I had to say. 
And you said it well. And you said it well. Talking about friendship and sobriety is a really touchy subject. And I feel like that's going to be a topic episode for another um, another day. But I feel like there's such a lot of nuances to it. And I feel like that is, it's going to be a great, a great episode when we do talk about that. I don't know where we are, but. Yeah, that yeah. might be the next one because I, I have some things to add to that as well. We'll hold that for the next episode, though. I think we shared a ton, a ton with our audience, our new family out there, Sober Black Girls Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to keep coming back. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, drop a comment, let us know what you're thinking, what you like, what you didn't like. Kind of chill on what you didn't like because she's from New York. So be, mind, be mindful about that. She might side eye you and, and go for you. I got a little I got a little tough interior as well. So make sure you're kind with that. If you're listening to the audio version of this, leave us a review five stars or how many stars you feel leave us a comment we're looking forward to hearing i'm cracking up katie what is so funny before we sign out of here <laughs> Yo, you're hilarious i don't know what was just so funny <laughs> yeah don't leave any negative reviews i mean yeah i mean i mean personally i'm not gonna care but um <laughs> no. yeah. but i personally won't care but yeah don't do that <laughs> nah, don't do that we appreciate you guys we're out of here talk to you guys next time peace bye y'all